Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 294. Thank you for tuning in. Um, before I get into it, I'm going to keep these intros and outros brief because I gave you a bonus episode this week and I need to comment on that because the reaction from you guys have been amazing. Obviously, the bonus episode is in conjunction with a charity called Stammer, which is one of the names of the British Stammering Association. And I've had a stammer since I was about four years old when I almost um, drowned in France and that triggered it. So it's it's something that's really close to my heart. And a lot of regular listeners who heard the Joe Gilgan episode this year or heard the um, the King's Speech episode I did at Christmas will know it's something that's been weirdly brought to the forefront in the last year or so because I'm working with Stammer and that's brought its its positives and its struggles. So the reaction from you guys from this bonus episode where I talked to three of the most amazing people I've met, George, Owen and Natalie. The reaction has been amazing, so I just want to say thank you so much for that. If you didn't catch it, if you've got time, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a listen. Um, But yeah, anyway, this week's podcast, I'm joined by Daisy Haggard, and I was very excited about this. This is one of those episodes that I watched a show, and I binged the whole of Daisy's show back to life um, in one day and I loved it. It's on iPlayer still. As we were recording this it was about to be taken off iPlayer but it's been left on for a few more weeks due to popular demand so I urge you if you haven't seen it to go and watch it. We talk about back to life a lot but there's not really any spoilers there's just a lot of context. Um, I think although we talk about it a lot I don't think we talk about the, 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 the director Chris Sweeney, who I wanted to give a shout out in the intro, because I'm again, he did an amazing job, and I'm a fan of a lot of the stuff he's done. We might have talked about him, but um, I couldn't remember. And it, 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 on the drive home, I was thinking, did we get around to talking about that beast? So um, yeah, there's a shout out now. But anyway, that yeah, I watched, I binged it in one day, and as the the credits were running of the last episode, I was online DMing Daisy to say can I speak to you for my podcast, please? And as you will hear, there's a reason it was delayed and it's a beautiful one. Man, I, I, I learned, I took some life lessons from this conversation. So um, you're going to enjoy it. As I said, I won't ramble on too much. Things I've got to tell you about is the Pod Bible podcast. Um, it's been going crazy recently. I've recorded episodes with James A. Caster and Ed Gamble of Off Menu and Joe Wilkinson and David Earl slash Brian Gittins of Gossip Mongers. Um, the Pod Bible podcast comes out every Monday. It's 20 to 30 minutes long and it's interviews with your favourite podcasters talking about their podcasts and the podcasts that they love. So it's free. It's 20 minutes long. Add it to your your weekly diet, please. So there's that. I'll also tell you about patreon.com slash Pip, where we've, we've had Poem of the Month recently. We're about to have a Distraction Pieces Rewind um, yeah, there's there's bonus podcasts there and you get previews of all the guests. And obviously speechdevelopmentrecords.com. I've got some new bits of merch coming up, but um, all sorts of good stuff there. Um, next week's guest is the wonderful Fern Cotton. And it's uh, I'm just having s- such a lucky year with the people I'm talking to, man, because it's every episode seems to be a favourite. And Fern was great. We recorded her Happy Place podcast back to back with her distraction pieces. And yeah. I love it. So so that is next week's. But for now, this is episode 294 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Daisy Haggard. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. I've started rolling now. So I'm joined today by Daisy Haggard. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for inviting me into your home. As like <laughs> we were just d- 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 discussing how it's it's been a nice drive here for me because it's this is all, a lot of the areas I'm familiar with. It's areas I grew up in. So yeah, yeah. South London. Yeah, it's lovely I've, to be here. I grew up here too. It's my uh, it's my spiritual home. <laughs> yeah, it's your spiritual and literal and home. Literal so, home. So, so yeah. There's tons I want to talk about because I've been a fan of a lot of your stuff for years and years and years. But I think the best place to start, because I think the stuff I don't know about it fascinates me, is 
is your series. Oh, that, right, that, yeah. That has, has recently come out and been loved. It's called Back to Life. Um, just kind of starting off, how did it, how did it come about? How long had you been working on it? Because I know these things can be in development for yeah, so long. Yeah, they would take like ages. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, um, well, I, I, Harry and Jack, who run Two Brothers, had yes. said to me that they wanted to do a show with me, which is really nice. Um, and so I pitched loads of ideas that were just shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, "What about you know? There's a girl and did learn." And Harry'd be like, "Nah." Uh, so I <laughs> sat in the him in a pub and got him really drunk and fed him lots of like ham croquettes. Brilliant. And just got him drunker and drunker. And then eventually said, what about a girl that had done something really bad years ago blah, 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 and um, and pitched back to life? And yeah. he was like, oh, I didn't, I'd lost all hope at this point. But he went, yeah. I love <laughs> I was it. Like, Maybe it was the beer, but I don't know. It worked. And so that was like four years ago. Yeah, four and a half, four years ago. And um, and so from then, we basically just, we worked up a little script to f- shoot a taster because we were very specific about the tone of the show because it's yeah. a very unusual, I suppose. Well, it's its its own tone, yeah. let's say. And so we wanted to capture it so that we weren't having to explain it alongside a script so that you could just literally go, this is how it's going to look. This is how it's going to feel. It's going to, if you read it, you might not think it was funny, but it might be funny. Or... Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think that there's... There's certain films, and I think, again, I think TV, I know they're making more than ever now, but I think there's sometimes more pressure than ever. And there's a lot of TV and films from back in the day that I love that I'm like, you couldn't have pitched that. They, yeah, they had it's really to just hard. have faith in the person to know just, that this is going to be, um, yeah, yeah a, a, what it's going to be. So that makes perfect sense to go, look. This is how it's going to feel, yeah. Here's here's what it's going to look like. Well, exactly. So by doing that, then you sort of say we sent it to lots of people and then, you know, and then BBC came, wanted to make it. So then wrote it. So then, you know, wrote a pilot. But I was like nine months pregnant. That was fun. Uh, Yeah, the pressure's on there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And my second child. So I was like... Had to so then basically then they liked the pilot script and then we wrote so then when it came to pilot script stage because I was so pregnant we um we we thought we needed another writer so we got Laura Solon involved who's an old mate of mine fantastic and yes that, she was amazing from um, Man's yeah yeah wasn't she she, she wrote on, yeah, yeah she wrote sketches on that but then also we didn't we'd done a pilot together and really got on we're yeah. completely different I'm like. <laughs> she's like the brains <laughs> it's, I mean it's often the perfect combination I know it happened with chewing gum and um, I think Phoebe Wallabridge as people she specifically yeah. tends to work with because for anything to be exciting and original you need to have that kind of wild let's push all boundaries yeah. throw all the rules out the window mind but then for it to often work and not just be this crazy mess. passion project or yeah. a mess, you need someone who's like, right, that's cool, no. but here's the <laughs> yeah, audience yeah, yeah, and yeah. let's have oh. a breather there and then we'll go on to this. Honestly, and- yeah, totally. And I think it really, like, and then and then for that person to be really lovely as well, it just made it... That's made got the, to be a bonus, right? Yeah, it's made the experience really good. Yeah. And she had two, like, really young kids, so we'd be on Skype with, like, my boobs out, just, like, <laughs> dressing someone as a unicorn while you're trying to go... So anyway, like, and just having these really fast and aggressive skypes where we'd be like we have to get all the information out but there are four children in this skype with us this is complete hell i love <laughs> the pressure of that though oh man it was really hard. there's the, uh, often the problem with art is that it's so flouncy and people yeah. are like i have to wait to be inspired uh, it has to come at the right time you if don't... you've got that pressure it's like no here's what's totally. happening well, i've that... got 10 minutes yeah b- b- before bath and no, then exactly, and then literally, exactly that yeah and it was so funny because i had spent my whole life you know lounging around in my pants with a hangover going it's just really hard because I've got to write this amazing thing but I've got to have lunch with Rachel (laughs) and so I'm gonna you know and then it's gonna be really hard because I'm not gonna have the time because of the lunch I'm having and then I'm gonna go out and have a drink with some mates and maybe go to an exhibition so I haven't got the time and then I had like kids and was like right I've got one hour you know I've got to do this and it was actually really you know focusing I love that genuinely for years, this is, is kind of going off on a tangent, but yeah. my mate, uh, my first mate who had kids is my mate, Stu Mangan, and he was always, because he had a full-time job and kids, it blew my mind that he was producing beats and mixtapes, like, every month, and it would blow my mind, because, like, I've got no responsibilities, and I'm getting very little done, but it was exactly that, he'd be so, I've got an hour, I need to use every part of that hour, and... 
and yeah. jump into it. So was there, did you feel any panic or pressure when, as you said, an idea finally hit in the pub after beers and, <laughs> and, and croquettes? Um, Love a croquette. Any pressure to go, or, or any doubt over, was this actually the, the right idea? Is this great? Oh, Is yeah. this going to work? I mean, once you've got a show commissioned, you know, it's like, that's the great nice moment. And then literally, then you like, oh. I've got to write that show. Yeah, I don't know what happens. And that's, yeah. And also because I'm like kind of, if I write a treatment for what's going to happen, yeah. I will guarantee you one thing on that treatment will actually happen. Brilliant. So I'm like, it's no point in writing a treatment yeah. apart from just, let's just write everything that won't happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'll go through, I'll tick the box for you and write you the treatment, but I can just guarantee that I'll feel bored when I start writing because I'll know where it's going yeah. and I need to just suddenly be able to kill someone or yeah. like I need to suddenly just go off on a crazy tangent and not know where it's going otherwise I feel a bit blue <laughs> I, I, I love that I love it as, as the idea of like of, of direction or somewhere like like how uh, which way are you driving there today yeah. here's the way we're not going yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. okay well That's, I yeah. mean sure okay but now that makes a, a loads of sense and the show kind of it kind of has that it feels that stuff can happen at any point and big changes, and that that makes a lot of, of sense if you're saying that's yeah. kind of if you'd been too rigid, r- rigid on if it. Yeah, if planned. you know all the beats, then you might subconsciously give them away along the way. Whereas yeah. if you kind of don't know what's going to. I think happen. I'm like that in life, though. If I know what I'm doing for the next two years or something, yeah. I feel a bit weird. I've oh. always been quite good at not knowing what's like quite good at enjoying the excitement yeah. of not knowing what's I mean, going to happen. You've or... chosen the perfect industry then, because <laughs> for me, moving from music into acting, it's taken me a good couple of years to get mad around the fact. Right, it's like oh, I don't know. Each year I start, I don't know what's happening <laughs> no, this year. I know. With music, I'm like, I know the album's out in May, yeah. March, and then we've got the festival season. We've got a tour. This every year I start now, I'm like potentially oh. nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, potentially. 20 things you just have no idea do you but it's kind of exciting i think you know yeah i think i'm just a bit of an optimist so it makes me i I find it exciting don't get me wrong i have very blue days i completely (laughs) agree on it it's that potential of because the first year i started doing acting or no this i started in one year and then on the second year i started going i don't know what i'm doing this year and on january i think fifth i got a phone call offering me a role in a bbc drama and i was on that for like four months i was wow. like well, well i don't need to panic it's no, giving me that exactly. confidence and it's I've, I've now had three years or so or so <laughs> where i don't know what's happening and not much has happened we'll have but, to you get know, you into if we get another series we'll have to get you in back to life all, always <laughs> up for that um so so how was it to to then start making it as you said you i think there's something exciting my brief experience of 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 being on set is mm. that sometimes it's a shame that the writers aren't there or that yeah. the directors and the crew are scared of the script. You, you yeah. do you know what I mean? You're scared to stay rigid to it. The the first series I did was an American one, so a lot of the writers are in America. So there's such fear to deviate anywhere what, along the way it was called the bastard executioner it oh, was a right. historical type thing and the writers weren't here or american shows writers are given more yeah actually it's, more it's a weird one the, huh. the main writer was there but also it's an american show so we're filming episode one he's writing episode three yeah <laughs> so yeah, there's not yeah, a, yeah. it's that no. kind of weird weird tough thing of the other writers if they're on time difference and things like that but i think again as we were saying on the the collaboration um it's good to have rigidness, but particularly with anything that's got any humour in, you've got to feel it on the day a little bit, right? Totally. Like, the, yeah, so we had a mixture. It was a bit of a mix with us because there were some scenes, um, some things were quite, they were very, I, I really care about rhythm with writing. So yeah. I write these long scenes that kind of like go pink, that have a real sort of music to them. So mm. those were, I was like quite specific about mm. because I felt that they had a little bit of music to them. Um, but there are loads of times as well where you just go, all right, now let's just see what you want to say. And if there's yeah. anything funnier, let's get that. And then let's give it, make everyone free yeah. to say what, the, you know, make everyone feel free, keep the structure and see what happens. Because yeah. I, I love that when I'm acting. I love, I love to get the thing in the can and then, let and then run wild a bit and see what happens because you never know. There might be you might come up with something better, or it might just be a massive pile of dog shit. Hundred percent, and, and it, <laughs> it, it gives you the confidence to play about a bit. If yeah. you've got what was on the paper totally. done well, then and, you feel like then you're not that. feeling oh I'm wasting everyone's time. So like, we've got that mm. now. Let's see what else there is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So so 
what I, again, I, th- I think there's, I think we're in a really good time f- for TV in the in the UK and in America a bit, where people seem to be having faith in an individual. I think, yeah, chewing gum and flea bag are great examples. The people just do nothing lot. Atlanta yeah. with Donald Glover in America. And yeah. So how was that? Because this show feels so much like it's your baby and you're you're involved in every element of it, from the rhythm of the scenes to the soundtrack to the the wash, the way it all looks and all that coming. Was that all, how was that to be kind of so deep in it? It was, it's really weird because obviously I've never done that before, but it just, it felt, it just, felt quite natural yeah it felt it would have been weirder to, to not be on this one because yeah. it just was like but but it was it was really satisfying to and, and hard and yeah. exhausting you know but like really satisfying and uh, and exciting to finally you know I wanted to do this for years and finally you know of finally course. it happened and to be able to just be like okay I'm gonna just say I'm gonna you know people trusting me to to sort of execute this with a million other people you yeah. know doing so much stuff it's not just me at all but yeah, it was a lovely um it was a it was a really amazing experience but I was really tired at the end I was gonna say it's <laughs> gonna be more exhausting because it was amazing one of the beauties of acting is you get to throw yourself completely into your role and then you can blame anyone can else it. as well or, yeah then it's on <laughs> it's in someone else's hands you've got yeah. so little control over if it's good or bad and you yeah, get to just go home at the end of the day yeah, whereas exactly. if you're the writer and then even more so if you're producing, if you're if you're so heavily involved, yeah. you're ending every day and you're thinking about everything that All happened that day. You're probably being sent rushes of stuff you weren't in what and things think, yeah. like that kind of... Totally. And actually, you're, you know, like, there's a few times where, you know, I, I was, you know, made sure I was there for every scene being filmed. If I wasn't, I'd be like, right, remember the rhythm. Or did it? Yeah. No, I was a pain in the ass, I'm yeah. sure. But yeah, you're completely involved. So it's really, um, it was, it was, it was excellent feeling to be honest but then then I went on and did um breeders with Martin Freeman and I was yes. acting in it and also that was really nice because I was like not my problem it's <laughs> the variation know? I'll right? learn my lines do my job and then I'll go home and I can just sit with Joe we can have a glass of wine and we can watch something and I, I'm not like sitting there obsessively trying to figure yeah. figure something out because I don't have to so it's, both are good it's all know? about the, the balance isn't it I'd always get asked like when I was doing music if you yeah. prefer festivals or like show tours and it's like by the end of festivals, I'm gagging to do <laughs> yeah, a show yeah, exactly. tour. And by the end of a long tour, I want yeah. to be in a field. Doing, and it's exactly yeah, that. Totally. You've had a project that you've had to be so involved. It's a treat to go and do something. And particularly yeah. Martin Freeman yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. And all these people, it's, I mean, it's rarely able to have that much control and planning. But if you can get as much balance of that throughout And then career, have loads of be, holidays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that, that must also be key. But they become... <laughs> Working holidays at times as well, and that's 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 yeah. part of what I want to get, get get into too. But first of all, how, how was it when it's finally out there? Because you can't worry about it, or, or you can't oh, do yeah. anything else more. But there. that was when I think I felt really nervous. Yeah, and me and Laura were like, "Oh, sh- like what? What if people just really? What they just hate it? And what yeah. actually is quite weird? Like, what if they? <laughs> what if they're like, who's?" brain whose twisted brain is this yeah you know so I, I i felt really nervous when it came out i mean that's when i think i felt the most because you it, it when you're in it you're just in it and you're just doing it and you're just so you know passionate about executing it how you how it is in your head and um so you're so desperately trying to sort of make sure that steer it to the in yeah. the way that you want it to to go and everyone was amazing involved um but you know you're you're constantly just trying to get out the way you want it like you would with an album you know yeah. like like how you want to get out yeah and then when it's out there you then go oh god what if um the way i wanted it to get out is the way that like only i like and everyone else hates <laughs> then everyone that i had an argument with about something would be like <laughs> yeah and so you know I was really nervous that week and thankfully I was filming Breeders um, so I was able I was I had something to do rather yeah. than just stare at the sort of internet yeah <laughs> but then it came out and people seemed to like it and and get it and sort of yeah. in a really nice in a, like a really lovely way and the relief was enormous it's, it's, it's really interesting because no one does or the good people, I don't think, don't create their art form or, or whatever they're creating for 
people to pat them on the back or no. for awards or for good reviews but no. but you get nervous. it fucking helps yeah like, genuinely we're, we're, we're all humans and you yeah. can look for me outside and go oh it's so sh- shallow that like if i've had a podcast that i'm really proud of or something yeah and I'll, I'll be retweeting people saying nice things yeah it's because i'm excited that it clicked totally. it's not shallow and it's not going oh look how great i am it's going look look watch this bit work. of thing it yeah makes no, sense. someone totally. else got it yeah i mean that's the thing that like all the way through it i was never I don't. I didn't think of it in terms of what other people thought. I always yeah. just thought about it as getting the thing out of uh, like our heads yeah. onto the pe- you know onto Completely. the screen. That was all it was. It was never like oh, people are going to love this bit because this bit's <laughs> going to be like objectively. I'm just not. I don't think like that in life at all. Yeah. But then when it's out there, you just suddenly get really scared because you're like, I I am a massive massive wimp, and basically if it's like Slade. I will cry. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not so cool about my art that I'll be like, oh, it's fine because I got it out I wanted. I'll be like, <gasps> yeah. I will be, you know, I'll be sad um, because I'm a bit of a wimp. Uh, but there was a weird pressure on it as well because, as oh. you said, it is your first thing in this way, but you've been in the industry and doing loads of stuff for ages. Yeah. You've worked on some amazing things. So it's not like I can understand that you would feel pressure because also I, it, it, I always it, I talk about how when you're starting off doing again doing live stuff when you're shit there's no one there to see that you're shit yeah by the time you're good hopefully you've got an audience so it works out nicely and the fact is this is your first jump into something like this and you're gonna have an audience because it's on the bbc and you've you know there's gonna be a level of expectation and it was in the flea bag slot literally (laughs) oh that was it i was going to talk about the kind of the blessing and curse of it being in the the flea bag slot and it getting I, I think the first thing I saw about it was The Guardian or someone saying, it's the new flea bag or this is... Yeah. And that must have been... Obviously, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I think flea bag's fucking amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's and I think she's amazing and yeah. I love it. But I, these shows are so different. They're so different. <laughs> that, again, it's the simplicity of... Women. There's women in it and yeah. they're not the typical female character, therefore... Totally. And, and you know what, like, of all the of all the comparisons, it's an honour, like, honestly, yeah. that show's amazing, and I love Phoebe, and she's so she's so clever, and she's also so generous, and so, like, we'd sort of run into the room occasionally and see each other when we are both writing. Yeah. We'd both be like, ah! You know, I really <laughs> love that girl, and I think she's really, really clever, and I think Fleabag's just one of the best things. Yeah. So it's, it's genuinely an honour to be sort of mentioned in the same breath, but at the same time, I do, you know... Honestly, we all look for all women in this industry yeah. really look forward to a time where two or three or four or five women can can write a show without each review having to compare it to the other women's show because as Completely. as we all know, female is not a genre genre. Like you know, it really it's just isn't. you know, it just isn't. And so yeah, it'll be really lovely when it's uh, when that's not happening. Um, yeah. but also, you know, at least at least things are changing and it seems that, that you know, women are being given a bigger voice really and it's it's often it's not people intending to be no offensive or rude the whole again i'll hear people say like one of my favorite rappers is um a a woman called jean gray and she'll constantly post about it's not a compliment when you tweet me saying i'm your favorite female rapper because you don't need to add female Female, let's just talk about or say i'm one of your favorite rappers yeah yeah add female and i was discussing with someone the other day i was saying how all we need is the word actor. Like, actress is kind of gone now. And they were saying, well, well, what's wrong with it? It's not offensive. It's not derogatory. But it's like, we don't have a different yeah. word for teacher. Yeah. We don't have teacheress. Or we could just or, call or, 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 or male, male actors, actresses. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you just need, <laughs> you, you don't need an extra bit in there that tells you their gender. That's not, yeah, that's not relevant yeah. to the role. That's or the to point, what yeah. And, oh, yeah, I never took offence at any of that stuff, yeah. as I said. But, but you know, it's just, exactly, it'll be just nice when we move beyond it. Yeah. And hopefully we're heading in that direction. So, I mean, again, that the, the, the weird thing of comparison is, uh, with Fleabag, is a weird one. Obviously as well, I think it's natural at that point. Because totally. Fleabag has just I ended. I mean, literally, and that's what people we were doing. on, you know, yeah. that night. We are made by the same production company, you know, and, and we were on the week after in exactly the same slot. So it made total sense. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, genuinely was an honour. But, but just, you know, I hope that eventually women can write shows without having to all be compared to yeah. each other. Just because that would be fabulous. But so... <laughs> but. After reading that and after hearing about yeah. it a bit, I went in kind of going, all right, 
Well, let's see then. Yeah. L- let's <laughs> see what they've got. This let's see what this copy. new flea bag is. But I did that with flea bag. I'd heard yeah. all the hype about flea bag, and I went and going. I'm going to hate this because it's because I've been told to like or it, because yeah. I'm male and because of this. Yeah. And that. There was so it's many prejudices so that I thought it's going to annoy me a bit, and it was amazing. But it, it was to, to be honest. I was I kind of sat down, which I try not to do, but I sat down with a "come on, then impress me" type thing. Yeah. And me and my partner watched the whole series in either in one night or two nights, and just Did absolutely you? adored it on iPlayer. So, how was it when that's that feedbacks? That started to come back. That people were going, "This is great," and not and that it's the new flea yeah. bag. It's this. It's it's its own thing, and it's wonderful. Oh, it was just so lovely. Yeah, I'm not. I can't be cool about it. I was so happy. Of course. <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, that person really understood that bit, or whatever. People were really sort of on Twitter and stuff. They were really um, specific and yeah. uh, in a way that makes you go, oh, like that little line that I fought to keep in, or whatever. Yeah. You know, someone, one person has randomly quoted it, and you're like, yeah. It just yeah. it made me really happy because it was, you know, it was four, you know, four years work. I, you know, I wrote the whole series with Laura, but like in that first year with with you know my first year of having two kids and having the first year of wow, having two kids yeah. is quite hard. Um, it was just felt really happy that it had gone down well, yeah. and you know people won't like it as well, and there's a mixture of I'm sure, but the general feeling was 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 good, and that just oh, it's nice. And, and and again, I think it's it must have been heightened as well because it is. It's t- it's taken some risks. Yeah, like the tone is unusual. Yeah. The characters are are really unique in how they are, in how they interact, yeah. and everything. It's not just your typical BBC show or or no. whatever else. It feels like you've gone right. I know how you meant to do it, but mm. here's how we want it, and here's how we we want it to feel. So I don't know. In a way, there would have been stuff there to set you up. Uh, a kind of safety net. If people didn't get it, you can go, well, we were yeah, trying something different, weren't true. we? Well, it's thing. sort of Marmite. Yeah. I suppose you could say it's Marmite. So maybe people did start watching it when like, we didn't. We did. They either yeah. engaged sure. with it or they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But I mean, what we what we felt really strongly was that you don't have to choose between whether something's funny or sad or um, whatever, or touching or, you know, or mysterious. Like, why in life, everything is everything, isn't it? So why do you have to choose? Mate, I couldn't so, agree more. I've literally, I've got a, a couple of scripts doing the rounds at the Have moment, you? and there was one last year that was getting a lot of traction, and it got oh. snapped up by Walpole, one of my favourites. And again, I think Channel Four are amazing, but it went to Channel Four, and they were like, "Well, we're not sure if it's comedy or drama." And again, I was like, "My, my argument every time, I was like, please just get me in a room with them because I just yeah, want to say, let me explain has your day been, yeah. been comedy or drama today?'" Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, there's been some comedy, there's been yeah. some drama. It's like, it, it, I it's think never one thing. It's like you know, my really dad was like on a life support machine and he's fine but like you know we all got the giggles you know like four minutes before you know after we were told he was going to die in 45 minutes and then he didn't die whatever like the point is you think something happened someone opened a bag of crisps over there or whatever like and it fell out over someone who was in in a hospital bed and we all just got whatever like the everything is everything you don't just go you're not just sad you're not just happy like it's it's much more complex than that and 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 i love that there's more and more shows that are are aware of that again i yeah. think back to life is i think fleabag is i think even you you look at this is england and stuff like that yeah, have been some yeah. of the best drama in so, recent history but there's laugh out loud moments in there and yeah. you think through a lot of the characters and that and go oh they're comedy characters yeah. pretty much consistently yet yeah, it's this big drama and it's all emotional mm. and i love that we're kind of at a place where people are more open to that i guess yeah. and it doesn't have to be an hour of one thing, yeah, of of of, of gags. How many laughs are you going to have? Yeah, yeah. Again, and and that's it. I guess that must have been a pleasing thing as well, because because back to life, it, it's not it's not a gag fest. No, it's not. Here's all the jokes. So as you were so deep in it, there must have been points when you finish when you're like. Hang on, is any of this funny? No, totally. Is this and just fact, funny because no, we, we were all there? No, and we all yeah, got it? totally, like <laughs> completely. And and so and then we also we did do a few passes where you know some of the rushes came back and we were like, I think we need more jokes. Yeah, because I don't really think I never think in jokes yeah, at all. I think in little tiny truthful moments, and I'm like, oh no, trust me, that'll be funny it, to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we'd have moments as well where we were like, I think maybe we need to like you know inject a bit more comedy because maybe potentially it could all get a bit dark because it looks so dark as well. Yeah. So, you know, you, you are constantly kind of 
you know, navigating so that it doesn't go one way too much. So trying to sort of make sure that you have all the colours in it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And trying and get yeah. the balance. That, that must be where it's helpful having collaborators in, in totally, that way. So that it's not object- just your own vision yeah. that, again, I, keep, I feel as if I, I keep bringing it, it back to myself. But, but there was a story I wrote one time and I, I got feedback on it and I thought, it was shit. I threw it away. I was like, that feedback must mean it's awful. And then they came back a year later to follow up. And they were like, well, no, it's because it's a story I've been writing for some, for honestly 20 or so wow, years. Yeah. And they were like, it's clear that you know all the characters, but we don't yet. So, so uh, there's, there's so yeah. much, there's going to be anything that's so much your vision that there's so much that you assume everyone knows that they it takes someone know, outside yeah. to go, I don't know why she said that, that or mean? why she's yeah, doing that. And yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, of course. Oh, that's yeah. that stuff that's happened only in my head and not on camera or totally. in the script. No, you realise how many people go into making something. Yeah. It's quite, uh, it's quite humbling. I hate that word, but, you know, it is a bit because you kind of go, it's not, all you, you know, my name's on it or whatever, but you, there's so many people's brains yeah. that come in and say stuff and you're like, oh, yeah. my God, thank God you said that. Oh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so or, right. Whatever. Oh, you know. And then by being open to all that stuff, that's how something can be good, I think. Because, yeah. You know, and also being clear about what you, you know, sometimes someone will suggest something and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, no way. Yeah. But don't panic. Just breathe and go, no, that doesn't feel right. But listening and being open all the time because other people are really clever and they've got the gift of objectivity. It's um, the key of putting the right team together, right? Yeah. I, I had Jimmy Iovine on the podcast and he said something that just hit me and it's stuck with me ever yeah. since. He said, cast your life well because then yeah. you don't mind if people are pulling you up on stuff because you respect them. You, you respect them. their opinion yeah. and you trust their opinion. If they're saying, I don't know if that works, you're not going, fuck yeah, you, it no. fucking works. This is, yeah. I've spent ages and you're going... Oh, really? Why? Because you trust them, yeah. And then totally. it might strengthen the fact that you believe it works. And, yeah, and, and, it might and come back fine. with a clear idea, yeah. But yeah, it must be good to have, have found that team then, that kind yeah. of, that you can take their 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 notes on board and not yeah. be, defensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that took me a while though, because <laughs> yeah. I hadn't really done this before. And I realised I kind of, you know, I realised that I now, I learned that I had to get notes and I had to not phone anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to not, I had to deep, breathe for about an hour and I just give myself 24 hours because I would quite often feel like (gasps) because I just want it I just want to write it and hand it in and I want it to be perfect like if anyone had you know so so I still definitely learned how to handle notes which is just shut up Daisy don't don't phone anyone with the sort of quivering emotional voice because you didn't want (laughs) criticism yeah (laughs) take a deep breath sleep on it sleep on it and then you might go oh actually that's a really good one that's a really good one you know so I I learned to do that a bit it's Um, such a learning and it really helped because I can I'm quite emotional I'm going to respond yeah you're going to be like no this is why I've done that what do you mean by that you know so just breathe let it sink in and the ones that are right will be right and the ones that aren't right that's fine I said I literally (laughs) I wrote a project off for a year because the because the notes that were perfectly reasonable and no, lovely, but, but I just hot, took the wrong. I was like, oh, it must be sh- shit then. And it, I know. they had to chase me up a year later and say, something happening with this because we like it. I was like, oh, oh, I thought, I thought you hated it. Shit. <laughs> then you go back yeah, and read the notes, and because you're not in that sensitive moment where you've yes. got the pressure of you've not had much time to write this, you've, you've got your kids, it. you've got all these other things yeah. that have been. This was it. I'd finished it, and now you're yeah. telling me I've not finished it. Oh, yeah. Once that sensitivity's gone. Then you can just be rational and take take the good bits. No, it's that's such a big learning thing, isn't it? Yeah. But still, I don't. You know, I think you know, I'm, I'm still probably just as bad at it. I just know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I need to count to <laughs> ten know, and not, you know and what not you cry. Need to yeah. Make it work. <laughs> so, 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 how exciting was it when America kind of yeah, came on board? Well, then, because it's this weird thing of the yeah. of the TV and digital world now. Like yeah. Fleabag's a prime example. Yeah. Um, that. Not, not that I'm comparing. How um, dare you? <laughs> but, that, but that it came out on the BBC, and then then when it was on Amazon in America, it became yeah. a huge thing. And it's similar with things on Netflix. There'll be series that yeah. go under the radar here. Um, and then suddenly, End of the Fucking World on on Channel Four was really good, but it seemed no one was talking about That's it. It went on Netflix, Netflix it, and it yeah. was the biggest thing. Everyone was like, "This is and the best show ever." Here, yeah. So how was that when it kind of? Well, it was. I, I literally was changing an, a really, really shitty nappy when I got the call. So it was very funny because <laughs> it's like such a. I literally like had. I was like that with the phone balanced on my um on my shoulder, and and so it was quite a funny moment of being like, "Oh, by the way, Showtime have bought it," and you've kind of like got a big. 
shitting at anyone. And you're like, oh, Bro, I've still got shit on me. That's great, but I'm still... Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was really happy because Showtime felt really cool, you know. <laughs> That's a really sad thing to say. No, no, but, but it felt agree. like, it it's felt really proper... exciting because they, they, it felt like... Um, yeah, I just was like quite surprised. And it's Showtime FX and HBO are the three that you always like. That well, yeah, cool. I mean, they're all great, That'd aren't really they? But, cool yeah, but Showtime's them, a bit they're, like they're, yeah, you know. know and I done, I done episodes for Showtime, so I knew some of the guys there, yes. and I really liked them as well. And um, and they don't tend they don't tend to just buy a show; they tend to sort yeah. of work on a show. So it, it felt it was really really, yeah. I mean, I was really happy, and then had this crazy. I had to go and do a twenty hour trip to LA to try and to sort of sit on panels and do um and do like be interviewed for it um and and I was on a two I took two months off and went to Greece with my family because I was like I'm not gonna work we need to not work we should all just be together and we need to just eat a lot of food and hang out yeah and um when we so we had this two up with this I bought a little uh uh old building in Greece which we renovated so we sort of stayed there for like two months and just hung out and um and then in the middle of it me and my husband went to LA and had this really surreal 20 hour trip where wow. we got there and uh and I was so in the holiday zone I mean I, I, I yeah. was wearing a bikini in all of my interviews for America <laughs> on the panel under my black dress actually it was this one I was wearing a bikini and then I realized at the end that I was carrying my bag my handbag I mean like Jim Carrey was there everyone looked so glamorous and I was carrying a beach bag <laughs> which had like felt tip pens that had like um with kids uh they lost their lids and then sort of spread all over this. I mean, it looked so scuzzy. <laughs> like it was really it. bad. But yeah, so went and had this really crazy sort of, you know, exciting 20 hours in LA and then yeah. straight back to the beach. I love and then the it was I- like, did that just happen? I love the idea that a lot of people, the hours before you left on the beach would be, I can't really, I've got this big thing to go and do and my mind's on that. Whereas you're at the big panel going... And Honestly, literally, <laughs> it's, it's happy hour in a minute, and, and yeah. I really need to get back. And there's a performer. I need to see on. my kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, need to, yeah. I need to get back and go and enjoy it. Yeah, no. So it was really sort of it was really lovely because it was really exciting. Um, but then we, yeah, we were still in the middle of a holiday. I love it. I, I, it it feels. I'm always cautious on this because it feels lazy to talk about. So how do you balance being a mother and this kind of thing? But, but, <laughs> no, I, but I, I, so I do important. it with fathers as well. Yeah. I've chatted to loads of people, but I think it really. The story of changing a shitty nappy while getting, getting that phone call, <laughs> it feels so relevant because yeah. I think, particularly in this industry, you're always waiting for the thing that's going to change everything and then you get it and it doesn't change everything. This is the and point. Then, and that's like, the thing. You've got that phone call and you, you literally say, I'm still covered in shit. It's this great. This is the point. It's like, that's it why, you like know, keep your bikini on when you go, you yeah. know, it's the thing of going, like, this is all amazing. But it's the balance, isn't it, of life and family yeah. and whatever that is to you, whether it's your partner, whether it's your friends, whether it's your kids, what are your dog? Yeah. We've got dog as well. We all share a bed. It's crazy. Amazing. But um, but yeah, you know, it's it's it is a you are always trying to be the best mum, best like partner, best friend to your partner, best you know, best friend to your friends, and 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 trying to get lots of work done yeah so it, it's difficult but i know I'm, I'm with my my husband joe and i mostly really but we, we totally have the same sort of ethos about family which is like this is first this is the most important That's thing brilliant. then so let's pick the jobs that we really care about and do them we don't have to be the richest or the most famous or most glamorous people in the world we just have to be happy and have shit loads of fun yeah that's our main thing it's like how much fun can we have how many loads of holidays (laughs) and and we have to get as much work done as you know as we can to afford that but not but not but we don't need to be you know we don't need to do everything yeah and so we just need to be there for each other and make us make all the bedtimes and bath times that we can and pick ups from school and, and then also try and juggle it so by not taking too much on uh, you know, there's some years that you have and you're like, oh, that was a bit much. I had that last year. So I was like, right, I need to take two months and we just need to all be together on holiday and the kids yeah. need to just feel like we're all, you know, there's no, nothing, nothing's going to take us away apart from a 20, 20 hour work trip to LA. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so our that. priorities are just very strongly to hang out and have fun and also just have fun together and like to, you know, have young kids, but still try and go and have a little date, even if it's one hour. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, you've got nothing to say and you're exhausted. It's just, you know, always making time for each other, I suppose. I love that. Have you had to work hard to get to that that, that mentality? Because 
it is again it's an industry that's driven towards the other always comparing yourself to the other person you should be above the person you should yeah. be the, the job you should have got and, and yeah like well that. I yeah I suppose I didn't always well I, I grew up I, I my dad is a director and he's amazing and your granddad uh, was an actor as well yeah wasn't he it? was he died whole... when my dad was very young but yeah so yeah but my family isn't really like that if that makes sense like my mum isn't so it was just my yeah. dad but my dad was away a lot and he's an amazing dad and we're really close and I love him but I definitely vowed that I would not ever be right. away a lot so, yeah. so one of my things was you know that was amazing about Back to Life because I was able to say, right, let's try and make this, the working hours really good for families whenever we can. So let's, and not families, you know, not even, not just families, like, you know, whatever. People who've got mates lived with with them and want to have a life, you know, let's allow people to have a life. So I was like, when can we do, whenever we can do um, continuous days, it means you start early, so everyone gets up early, but then you have lunch on the go and then you leave at five and then you can get home. And if you've got kids, you might be able to get them to bed. If you've got, you know, your partner, you can go and have a meal or something. You know, you can actually do something life related yeah. because I don't see why. I think I don't think you have to always sacrifice that. And I understand yeah. with some jobs and some sets, that's a very naive, naive way of thinking, because, of course, some jobs you just you actually do. You know, yeah. you have to do crazy hours and it's really complicated. But when you when you can prioritize life for people and help them kind of get home yeah. to their kids and wives and whatever. I think that's really, I think that's really important. So it was really, so I managed to make, I managed to do the, to do back to life and make bedtime every night. <laughs> and that. I was like, you know, I was like, yes, I put them to bed, even though yeah. I was like hanging. Cause I'd also have to set my alarm for three in the morning to do rewrites. So I was completely um, exhausted, but I managed to do, or do it. I love that. And it's really important. I think the importance of that, of you taking that stand and making that work yeah. is, is huge. Cause... Well, and everyone, to be fair, everyone around me who helped facilitate yeah. oh, that, it wasn't just me, but yeah, it, but I it mean, was that thing. You of, as a team. Yeah, as stand, a team kind of, yeah. I was, the first thing that I did was a, a, a Guy Ritchie film. I didn't end up in it. I got cut out, which was annoying. But anyway, they didn't shoot at weekends. And I was talking to, to some mates in the industry and they were like, well, yeah, you, you can do that if you're Guy Ritchie because it's huge. You can have yeah, that control. Yeah. So it's really good to hear... Well, because no, Back but... to Life is that in the middle bit. It's not. It's still a BBC thing, but it's no, not this huge, God, massive no. thing. But you're still being able to go. I... No regard, because again, I think the, the 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 conceit will often be that if it's low budget or, or wherever else, then you have to work yourselves into the ground to make it work. You have to yeah th- throw everything aside. Everything comes second. So it's wonderful to hear that you as a team. Well, like, it's no, what, it's what let's you make choose, this work. Choose. Yeah, and obviously, obviously, sometimes you can't do this. But this situation, it was possible. And, um, yeah, and when it's possible, I think it should be done. There's yeah. two ways of working. Some people like to work stuff into the ground, sort of, you know, maybe not pay people as well, and then work overwork them, and they'll get a great result, and they'll do, you know, whatever. You know, like, it will work for them in their own yeah. way as a company. And other people... Um, prioritize well-being and that might might work for them in one way you know like people choose you choose how you work don't you I'm much more interested in going how can we have the happy like I want to have a really happy set I want everyone to be you know because it's going to be hard anyway we we had so much to do I mean we'd written so many scenes everyone was like what is your problem there are so many it's like a film you know there's so many little visual scenes so we didn't make it easy for people at all but um but you know prioritizing that I felt was a really nice move because then people are, are they're not yeah they're happy to be at work yeah they're not as stressed as they could be completely so, I, um... so anything i do i would like to have that ethos you know because i know the other jobs i do i can't i can't have no control over that but if i've you know got any power then yeah. i'd like to use it for fun <laughs> in, in in i think it was in the 60s um kellogg's of all people um cut their working week from five days to four days oh, and they paid amazing. everyone the same they paid the same, but they still paid it as a five-day week. Yeah. But they cut it to four days, and their productivity went th- through the roof. Because the they were there for less time, but they were ex- they were happy to be there. They were excited. You want to work have time hard. Off. You're excited because yeah. you know you've got a weekend. I mean, yeah. like, what doesn't Ricky Gervais finish really early? Yeah, I think. yeah, I think. I mean, so, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He completely. achieves so much, you know. And again, I think that's it's 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 a change that is it's weird that. That's a mentality that ever made it into the arts, but there's a mentality um, in society in general that you have to work yourself into the ground, and if you're not working the hardest, if you're if you're t- 
are taking the time out to watch a box set, then you're being lazy and you should feel guilty yeah. and that kind of thing. And it's mad that that's ever made into the arts, but I think yeah. there is part of that. And I think things like you guys doing it that way, Ricky doing it that way, it's turning it back in the right direction to go, right, yeah. this should well, be can, enjoyable. And you can you have a life and do this. It. You don't have to sacrifice yeah. your relationships to yeah. do this because, I know, I'm, I'm not interested in ending my life with no relationships but with lots of work yeah i'd like to have a bit of a mixture and i don't have you know as i said you know i just want to i want to have some nice memories of being on beaches and not thinking about anything the the reason (laughs) the reason i'm clearly getting excited and amazed by this is i'm so far in the opposite direction i need to work on it for years i've always been very much work is everything work yeah if you're an independent worker then it's all you've got to put the time in all that and it's something that I'm now kind of actively trying to reprogram more and more and more. Because again, it is. It's just book your holidays. The main thing is booking yeah. them, and it doesn't mean it's like it's not you know it's not financially. It's not like going spend millions of pounds. Yeah, on yeah, of it's just give yourself time because also if you're an artist, it. you know I I was getting to a point just after Breeders where people were saying okay, there's this, there's lots of people interested in this and that to do with writing after Back to Life, and yeah. I was like I, I I could say yes to some of these things. I would do really badly because I'm tired. Completely. My brain is tired. I won't have an original thought that's very good. You know, yeah. like nothing good will come from me taking on anything apart from maybe some like cold sores and <laughs> some like marital <laughs> arguments. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm like, I need to just not think about work. Enough and then you, when you do give yourself a break, you, you know, you then can have an original thought again. Like yeah. that's part of it. I, I you don't have it. to just be on some fast, crazy train. Obviously, we need to all like be able to afford to pay the bills. That's that goes without saying. Completely. But um, but when you know when there's a minute that you can step back and it, yeah. and you can still pay and your you can bills, make that choice. Then, then do it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So so was was acting and comedy and things like that always the goal? I said you you, you yeah. your dad was a director, but as you were saying, you you weren't that kind of family but no. was it how, how was that well I suppose what I mean by that is that it wasn't like I was never encouraged or to yeah. do that like it was the opposite it wasn't like um uh you know like a dynasty family of <laughs> oh look where all the other it was like my mum's an Aussie uh stained glass artist and we used to have to make our own stuff you know like we were, it was it was all very creative in the sense yeah. that she was like I'm not going to buy you plastic toys um, you can make something out of cardboard. It. So we, do, we were always like making things and playing in the Brilliant. garden and like building and doing our own things. And like I dug a swimming pool once. <laughs> that was a very small pond. Yeah. That was a summer. You know, like it was all just quite like make your own stuff, do your own things. Yeah. Um, so it was creative family in that sense, but it yeah. wasn't like, um, yeah, my dad did not want me to do acting. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I read somewhere that your first role, your dad, didn't want you to do no. and tried to stop them. He's like, well, yeah, well, I was in something that he did, so it was all very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did do a job with him when I was 16 and he was so strict on me. <laughs> like, he was he was so strict with me, with me. And then I did another job and I was like, oh, not all directors are as strict as my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I did end up working with him. So, you know, I, I did, I kind of did get a chance through him, but it was yeah. funny, ironic, because he was so sort of against it. Against and now it. he's so happy and supportive and brilliant. But when I was little, I used to do like, terrible long plays um for for them and I did this one because he did a film called the blood on satan's claw and yes. we had the claw in our dressing up box amazing <laughs> and it was like but the other day I said to mum where's the claw and she's like oh I threw it away because it was moth-eaten and I was like do you know how many people would pay how much people would pay for that yeah. claw and she's like it had moths on it and I just chucked it but anyway yeah. we had the the claw and I did a really long play that was like four days long called The Mystery of the Scratch Boob and it was just me going oh look at my boob is a scratch on it like for about four days and my dad was like always very very honest and he just eventually stood up and went this is absolute bullshit it's not going anywhere (laughs) I've given this four instalments uh, you need to work on your plot structure. This is terrible. And he just walked out. <laughs> I love that he had enough curiosity to keep him on board for a bit. Like, He's like, hang on, yeah. This might be going somewhere. Yeah. This isn't going anywhere, is no, it? No, this it's is just, just my daughter's boob. suddenly aware of boobs. That's what's happening. And she's got, yeah. I love it. So I love it. He tolerated that. But. Yeah. So uh, the first thing that, that that I saw you in was, was Man's Strike oh, World, yeah. which I absolutely oh, loved. I thought it was fantastic. And it was a point where... 
I guess there was a few sketch shows kind of popping up yeah. after the fast show, but there was things like Jam and 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 Big Train and stuff yeah, like Big that. Train's and a man, a straight, a woman f- for me had that feel. It had the the, mm. the big tr- tr- train kind of vibe. Yeah. Of there'd be some real surreal and weird stuff, and there'd be some straight gags. So how was that to work on? And it was for such a great team of people. So many, I'll often be watching something and think, oh, where do I know them from? Yeah. And it'll lead back to, to Manstroke, a woman, because it was such a good team it of It was so much fun. That people. was my first, like, I think for years, I was like, I'm never, ever going to have as much fun as I had on that job. It was just the, it was such a good job. It was, we just laughed so much. Yeah. I couldn't physically do a scene with Nick Frostin by the end. So the second series, they had to not put me with him because oh, really? I, I, my characters, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I, uh, my characters had to have my hand covering my entire mouth and my entire, and my eyes because I basically had, hist- complete hysterical giggles so eventually they were like not all of your characters when you're in a scene with Nick can literally have the hand entirely over the mouth and eyes Daisy like this is this is ridiculous this is like a television show I love that but I couldn't I couldn't do I couldn't he just had to say anything and I would be like (laughs) so it was a lot of time getting completely hysterical and it was it was a really fun job that was brilliant I love it. And, I miss and, it. I wish we could... Oh, come on, let's do another... Let's yeah, get another series going. I think so it'd be really good. good. Return of it that. would be so good. Like a 40-something, you know, man-straight woman now. Yeah. It would be brilliant fun. I'll yeah, and everyone's Everyone, gone off and done yeah. so many good things. Some really serious stuff, some totally. really funny stuff. It'd be such yeah. a good... Oh, I would just completely b- b- let's back campaign. the petition for a, <laughs> a return of, of man-straight woman. Yeah. Um, so we've spoken about how... Even if you want, or, or whether you want to or not, you're going to be aware of the reaction from fan bases, yeah. the reaction online and things like that. You've been in like three of the most, three things that have some of the most rabid fans. And I don't mean it in a bad way, like just really yeah, yeah. excited, but from Harry Potter, Doctor oh, Who Harry Potter and Black Mirror. Yeah. All oh, of those, yeah. it's kind of like, they're, they're That's huge true. things to be involved but in. But I'm right? so tiny in those. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't register in in that. Like, as in, <laughs> it really makes me laugh. There's like, uh, there was a meeting I had recently, and someone said to me, "I loved you in Harry Potter," and I immediately <laughs> knew that they'd never no, seen me in anything. Your voice, it's right? my voice, yeah. but also it's just me going. Department of Mysteries. That's literally it. Brilliant. And I was like, oh, did you? <laughs> In my head going, oh, you've Googled me, but you've never seen me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Because the truth is, I literally say one, one line in that. So that's that. I get sent the occasional picture of a lift to sign. <laughs> that's Amazing. All. But then Black Mirror was like one scene, which was really, really good fun. But it was fun. a really and good episode it. in those And it was guys. a great, again, no, it was really exciting. Honest, but I don't feel like I can claim that to be That was one of, of my that. moments of... Where do I know? Oh, oh Manstroke yeah, Woman. Man's that woman. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. one of my many Manstroke uh, Woman moments. So I know that. Yes, yeah. it's great. But yeah. Yeah, that, so that was um, that was really fun. and But it was like a day. And, and yeah. so I can't, it's although, you know, I, I wish I'd been in it more because that show's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, and then Doctor Who was, was that, no, that was, that was like at the time, it was a while ago. Uh, yeah, me and James did that, did an episode, did yeah. two episodes. That was fun too. So yeah. you get some, yeah, Doctor Who fans are. They're fans. They're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. really in, in depth on all they of it. They really are. I know. Um, Amazing. I mean, I'll, I'll start to wrap things up as we get towards the hour mark. But there's one that I want to talk to you about. It's a weird one because I had a day in London once and I had a meeting cancelled and I had a few hours to kill. Yeah. And I thought anytime that happens, I go into the nearest cinema because I just I love films. And I picked, um, I give it a year, which Did I thought, you? it's not going to be my kind of thing. It's a rom-com type thing. It's probably, and I just adored it from oh, beginning to end. I yeah. thought it's, it's, it's so much fun. And again, another one where it was such a great ensemble cast. Just everyone, it felt like everyone was enjoying themselves on set. So you know the director I mean. of that and the writer of that is a guy called Dan Mazer, who right. I love Dan Mazer. Yeah. Like, he's one of the loveliest people right yeah, lovely yeah. human and so he generates an atmosphere on set like that's an example of like yeah. having a nice time at work yeah everyone wanted like to that. go to work because yeah. he was there he lets you you know he's written it he you know you get it right but also he gives you a bit of freedom he's always he's he's got this lovely warmth warmth about him so you don't feel like you have to get you know you're not sort of nervous he just yeah. creates a really cool atmosphere and that's what you probably got from yeah. that 
and Completely. that's um, that's down to Dan Mazer. Big up the Dan Mazer. Stephen Merchant. Um, oh yeah, he's, he's one that I always feel I would struggle with if I was on set with because he's Giggling. someone who just talks and I just I'm cracking up for some <laughs> yeah. reason. I, I don't know why. I think it's because so much of the podcasts and all yeah. sorts of other things that I'm like, just yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. I'd have that Nick Frost problem of like, can <laughs> yeah. my character? How, how big can I grow my beard to yeah, cover yeah. up the fact that I'm laughing? I'm such a terrible giggler to the point where it's almost like no one else is allowed to be funny when they're on with me. Yeah, it's like almost selfish. It's like, oh no, you're being funny. I'm going to just laugh in your face. Yeah, <laughs> can't do it. I love it. I'm terrible. It's perfect though. So, how was? A breeders to work on, and, and what is, is breeders? Is, 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 is it coming out soon? Or is is it, it I don't actually it? know when it's coming out. I've seen posters for it, and I've seen everyone looking very moody and yeah, and oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen posters for it? Yeah, oh, oh I, I haven't. Oh, yeah, I should Google that. It was all like bl- a blue kind of haze. And, oh, <laughs> and Martin looking very serious, and yeah. So there you go. Yeah, well, it's about how exhausting and hard it is to have two children. So the one real benefit of that show was when my one-year-old slept on my face and my dog slept on my head and my um uh four-year-old slept between my legs with a head on my tummy I and I looked like horror the next day I was like use it work with it (laughs) because I'm playing a really tired mum so I'm just living the dream (laughs) I love so yeah it was it it was it was good it was a I haven't seen any of it I'm excited to see it but it's a show about yeah about sort of the trials and of of the real trials of family of family life and trying to keep it all together I love the uh, the using of that i remember on on that bus execution i was talking about is yeah. all, sh- all shooting in wales and it's all medieval and stuff and i had one shoot where, where i was finishing around 10 11 o'clock at night and the next morning i was on in makeup at five or six in the morning yeah. and i was literally i was like it's not gonna shower and stuff because yeah, it's medieval the and they need to make me look grubby <laughs> so i'd literally just like stumble yeah, out of bed into a car and go totally. here we go do what you need <laughs> There's no Go point in me being fresh for anyone. No. But I love that. Using yeah. it. And going, just use it. And also, like, I can't, like, I was like, oh, I can't. I've been sitting on my ass writing for you for ages. Or, like, in the edit and stuff, I've got a bit of a tummy. Use it. Mum of two. <laughs> Stick that tummy out, girl. Let it all hang out. Does stuff like that influence the jobs that appeal? Because, again, it must be, if a show comes along that you're playing a reasonably new mum of two when you've been yeah. a mum of... Do you know what I mean? Does that must, that must make you go... Yeah, let's do that one. I can definitely yeah, get, draw I could, something I could get in there and find it. And... Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Well, actually, it's funny. When that audition came through, I was like, oh, I can't go up for that because I, I, I had... Wendy was... My youngest was five weeks old and I was like, I can't even... I can't I can't leave the house. Like, yeah. And I was a bit grumpy and really hormonal. <laughs> and, I, and I put the other one in front... Nailed it. Yeah, put one to sleep, put the other one in front of Night Garden. My agent was like, oh, come on, this is a really good gig. And I was like, I know it is, but, you know, I've just had a baby. Like, I can't do anything. Yeah. And so I put what's like the Night Garden playing in the background and a baby screaming upstairs. And I think my boobs actually, like, leaked on the, the tape because <laughs> of the screaming. I was like, Psh. And I just put stuck the lines up and just sort of smashed it out really fast, really grumpy. <laughs> and then I got a call and I was like, what? Like, that I is the it. least work I'd done. I was that? just genuinely in... The, and then I turned up to the recall with the breast pump, had to go and sit on the floor of a disabled loose, pumping my boobs, had, like, two bottles of milk in my... You know, like, you know, sort of yeah. two thick vessels of milk in my bag, sloshing as I walked in again, really grumpy for a... Like, recall, oh, I was not going to get this anyway. Oh, you know, <laughs> sat there and did a recall, again, reading all the lines, a bit grumpy. And then I, when I got it, yeah, I was really surprised. I love I was it. in I, such a grump. I love that they're watching it going, she's really got into character. And she's put so much research Gosh, and Daisy's work into Daisy's normally this. really nice. She must be really working yeah. hard. But no, she's I was She's dabbed just... liquid on her top <laughs> yeah. to make it look... <laughs> she's so ambitious. <laughs> I love that. But you hear that so much that it's the ones that you work your ass off for and kill yourself for the ones you're never going to get you'll absolutely smash it but you'll never get it and the ones that you're like right yeah well for really, me I've got I've not got time to overthink it I think that can be the key of it I've yeah. not got time to overthink it therefore here it is it's never worked so I like they, they meant to learn lines for audition stuff I've never learned lines for oh, audition really? no because I struggle to learn lines it takes right. me forever yeah. and if I'm just concentrating on that then I won't be very good so I've just given up learning lines for auditions. Amazing. If I do a self tape, I stick them up on the wall and I read them, Love or I make my I make Joe like move them around so I can do it. And I just go, I'll read, I'll read it to you, but then I can do the acting. But if you're going to work, if it's a test about like how efficient I am a at line learning, test. yeah, no, I'm, I've had four hours sleep. I can't. Learn. 
But when I get the I job, I'll learn them. Yeah. You know, I'll always know my lines, but I can't, I haven't got time to learn them for an audition. So yeah. I don't know. It's worked all right, but you see, <laughs> I'm sure I've lost a few jobs. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm really on, on the learning lines part, but it's because I'm so new to it all. So I didn't go no, to drama that's school. that's really and good. Uh, though, so like, for me, my friends tell I me see off. every audition as a workshop. Because no, I'm like, that's great. I get to play with characters. Yes. I've got that that fun side of it I've also not got any kids so, <laughs> no. so, so there's an element but it's there a project helps. well no it, like uh, yeah loads of my mates are like what are you doing that's what you know you're an idiot you need to, you need to start <laughs> no, doing it, it. But, I, but for me I just get too nervous if I've learnt them yeah. I get more nervous because I feel like I'm being tested on something else whereas if I've got it and I can just play then I'm relaxed everyone's different it's like I what think, do you need yeah. whereas I've got loads of mates that would feel so terrible if they went in with a bit of paper that it would make yeah. them feel more nervous and they feel really confident when they've learnt it I'm just the other way around I think it's what you were saying earlier and it, it goes all the way back to the start of finding what works for you and how it works for you yeah. and how you can make it all work properly in your head in your mind to get the most out uh, of you well my dad has a saying um he's got two things he always says which are, oh, will go with me to the grave and one of what no that sounds like i'm not going to tell anyone doesn't it but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I would, i'll always tell everyone Stick yeah you. whatever um and it, one is uh hold your nerve which he always says really <laughs> that whenever Brilliant. you're having a minute and he just goes hold your nerve and hear him say that the other I is I would completely lose my nerve good. if he yeah. said that because that seems, <laughs> seems terrifying I can't no no it's whenever you're like going yeah. and the other one is create the circumstances in which you can shine without being an Amazing, arsehole yeah. create the circumstances in which you can shine so if what works for you what makes you good that, at what you yeah. do obviously massive master disclaimer without being an arsehole but yeah. like you know That's for me part, I would yeah. be better if I've got that there so I'm just going to do that because yeah. I'm better I love that. Well, <laughs> I'll wrap things up by just asking what's ahead. Um, you've, you've, you, I mean, you've had a big holiday now. Yeah, I've had my massive so holiday. Being now you need Greek to do food. the bit that isn't the holiday. That's the annoying part. You need I know. To get to I've got to start working again. I mean, yeah. we've said that it's a balance between holiday and work. Now you, now the work bit has to come I know, into balance. Two months of not working, honestly. And I did, to be fair, I didn't. It was like my my belated maternity leave. Yeah. But um, but now I've got, I'm waiting to find out about Back to Life if Series 2, if that's so, going to happen. Um and I've got a few writing projects that I'm starting to sort of tentatively get back into. Yeah. But uh, it didn't go well last week because both my kids got croup and ended up in hospital. So oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, the first day back to work and then I you yeah. hear like a cough and you're like, oh, shit. That's a week. Oh, they're fine. They're both fine. But, you know, so I'm now, I'm now at home writing and being a mum. Yeah. And trying to figure it, juggle it around those days so that they don't notice. And, and how do you find the... <laughs> The juggling of writing is it that similar to when you were working on Bachelor Life that you get that moment and it all has to flow, or are you in the kind of I need to work my way back into it? I feel like I I had such a holiday that I'm definitely struggling to to like to get um, to get back in the yeah. zone, but but with the juggle for me it's just kind of you've got three hours so use it yeah, and, and when you've got kids there's going to be a lot of ways lot. to avoid getting r- r- writing done because there's going to be yeah. a lot of reasons to go well I need to well this needs sorting yeah this is, no totally I need to tidy there's up washing. I can't have yeah, this I go it's and like... sit in cafes I go and sit in like local oh, cafes and then I what I do because I feel guilty that I'm sitting there like I'm that person with the laptop in a cafe <laughs> yeah. so then I tip like outrageous tips because I think of it as my <laughs> office so I'm like right it's 20 well not outrageous yeah. but you know it's 20 quid thank you for having me yeah. <laughs> so I basically this sit yeah, this is my office space so I'm going to pay the people who are probably being underpaid in the cafe rather than doing that so that's what I do and because I seem to be able to do it much better in a noisy cafe than in at home it doesn't work yeah because my my daughter's like let me I'll come and do some writing on your computer yeah then she'll write she doesn't write so it just blah 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 comes out and then you're like well that's not any good I can't use this I cannot use this line Elsie (laughs) yeah so yeah I go and sit in cafes and annoy people you just wait until there's a a claw to be played which is at the age that you're having to watch a four day recital before you go look I can't use any of this I this had is... to watch dan- dance routines for the first time I had to watch shows for the first time Greek, how were they in Greece yeah I've they gone... were so they got worse they were great yeah. at first and then the music went downhill as it just became songs from Disney films not it started off quite my, my husband because he's a musician he was like kind of giving them really cool music to dance to and then it just it went downhill I've, I've gone to a few different um sh- shows of my goddaughter and of her, her little sister of school ones 
and I've only been aware of children's school shows in films and in TV, <laughs> yeah. and they're always wonderful and adorable. And the, uh, you don't realise that they're ninety percent. They're just shit. They're just boring. They're so and shit. bad that like they don't know what they're doing. Leave it yeah. another few years and yeah. then do it. But... And if it's your kid, it is adorable and hilarious. Yeah. Like you know, but to other people, it's like this is just I, a really. I long was point. genuinely just chuckling to myself about. I was like. <laughs> I was really expecting to get emotional and connect. This is just amusingly poor. Um, yeah. And again, I love that. It's kind yeah. of it's quite it made it enjoyable in itself. Um, well, I'll wrap things up there so you can g- 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 get back. I was going to back to life. Um, where can people find you on social media? Now? Are you a fan of, of social media? I, and that, yeah. Well, that I'm, world? Ge- I'm getting into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm on. I'm uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And stuff like As, that. <laughs> most of my friends who have got families are the ones who I think have the best relationship with social media because there's no time to get drawn into it or get yeah. obsessed with it. It's just I'm there when, or it's there when I want it to be, yeah, rather I think than it like that. constantly. My husband uses it to like with politics. He's got yeah. obsessively using it to sort of read up, catch up with politics. Yeah. So I'm like, put your phone down. Yeah, it can but, become um, because all, it is a all big, consuming. Yeah. And, yeah. But no, I, I sort of, yeah, but I do, I, I like I like to do the occasional tweet. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's good. Well, thank you very much for your time. It's been thank an absolute you. pleasure and I look forward to all that's ahead. Thank you so much. Cheers. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There you go. That was Daisy. I thought that was fantastic. Thank you for all the love for recent episodes. In in, in this podcast, we gave some love there to uh, to Nick Frost. Um, and I've got nothing but love for that guy. You should go and check out the early episode I did with, with Nick probably about five years ago now, man. So um, check that out. Anna said, go on iPlayer and watch Back to Life in its entirety. It's fantastic. Um, There's a reason it's being snapped up by America and just getting love all over the world. So check that out. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next week uh, with Fern Cotton. Ta-ta.